You're listening to the Build Shapes Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. It is still October. It's still the best time of year if you're a sports fan in North Dakota, especially if you've got Midco SN. Tune in for live college and high school football, volleyball, and soccer from around the region, plus the return of UND Hockey at the Ralph and on the road, and the debut of North Dakota Hockey Central, a new original Friday night show dedicated to the program that you love to follow. It's all on Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shapes Podcast. All right, welcome to another edition of the Build Shapes Podcast, episode 11, taping this on a Monday morning, October the 15th. Alex Seinert, Build Shaves, producer David Folsky. A good morning dawning on Grand Forks today. October chill in the air, a little snow on the ground, but a lot to talk about. A really busy weekend, four different sports, plus cross country, I'm sorry, five different sports in action this weekend. And most coming out with positive results, Bill. Yeah, you know, Alex, uh, yeah, good morning to you. And yet, Absolutely. And as we're heading toward uh, the end of this month, obviously a lot of uh, uh, sports kind of closing, uh, you know, their uh, their regular seasons and heading to championship uh, play. So uh, um, so a lot of important games uh, that were on the docket. But you're right. Um, you know, it, just lots of things going on. Volleyball was down. Uh, I, well, I guess if we go back, what we'll t- start with maybe soccer, right? Soccer started started the, the weekend, right? They did. Yeah. Soccer uh, on the road. It kind of their first real big road swing for a while with two games back to back and went down to Omaha on Thursday, a 1-1 draw with the Mavericks and a game that, you know, coming off a difficult loss in North Dakota, against North Dakota State the week before on Sunday, if you want to back up to that. It was a big swing week for them and and Chris Logan mentioned he thought they played really well against a good Omaha team on the road, came out with the points against a team that they're tied with now in the standings. And then had to go and play Denver, the best team in the league right now on the road in the snow, and just conceded once to a very high-powered offensive team. Couldn't find the goal, so you, know, you, you drop points there. But still, have given themselves every chance now. Tied for fifth, top four make it. It's moving. It was kind of moving week this weekend, and UND stayed pretty much where they were. They're going to be okay, I think giving the fixtures coming up on the schedule. Yeah, we've got to, but we've got to take care of our business. I mean, I, and I think that, that if you were to say right now, as we are recording this, we, you know, schedule wise, we might be in, in, in decent shape regard, uh, you know, regarding maybe who, uh, you know, what we have versus others, but you still got to get it done on the field. So, uh, so, so lots to play for there. Um, I know he's excited about it and I, you know, and I think you said it last week, you know, just, just get in, right? Just, yeah. just get in, and really, that sport for sure. Got to get in top four. I had a chance. Um, MidcoSN broadcast North Dakota State, South Dakota State live yesterday. So I was in Fargo calling that game, and you can just. I mean, that was a one nothing win for NDSU, and South Dakota State was undefeated in the conference and had a chance. It was one of those six point games. Could they go up by six points on the Bison in the standings, give themselves some separation? NDSU gets the win. Now all of a sudden, everything's really packed. Denver's got 15 points. NDSU SDSU tied for second with 12. Oral Roberts got a big win over Western Illinois, just like UND did a couple of weeks ago. They've now moved into fourth, but we have the tiebreaker over West. So the way it works out right now with the win that we had over Oral Roberts on the road, that could prove to be priceless as the season wraps up. But we're over the halfway point, and there's not much season left. And, you know, you got to start. The fact that we play Purdue-Fort Wayne coming up is big because they're a team at the bottom end of the table. You'd hope you can get three points there. And all the other teams ahead of us still kind of have to play each other. Yep. So yep. an opportunity there to make top four, make it to Brookings for the conference tournament, and maybe make the NCAA championship. You never, you know. never know. You never know. Absolutely. So that 
started the week. Volleyball also was involved with a big road contest on Thursday and a big sweep over NDSU on the road in Fargo. Good way to get the week going. Again, a, a big season sweep now over the Bison. Yeah, from season Priors sweep, group. one and four, right? Uh, Friday evening, right? Was or Friday, Friday, excuse me. Friday evening, There's so right? much going on. I know. That's Friday, right, next Friday day. That was the evening. next day. Yep. And so, uh, you know, I thought we did a nice job. I, I know we're uh, we're down a couple uh, a couple of uh, yes. starters at this point, and, and so that, that's been a challenge. But I, I think that was a big win on the road for sure. And then, you know, unfortunately, uh, we're swept in three yesterday against a, a pretty darn good South Dakota team. I I was impressed with that club as well. And so uh, uh, they came in and we fought and we, we definitely fought. We had shots, uh, you know, to potentially win uh, a set, but just uh, um, I think uh, the, the better team won out yesterday. Yeah, and we should mention too, volleyball really started the week on Tuesday, playing Pittsburgh on the road, number six team in the country. And that's, that's right. It was our pod. It's always, it was always goofy. Our pod comes out on Tuesday, but we recorded on Monday. So they, they've had, you talk about a crazy week on the road at Pittsburgh on Tuesday, and you are right, back uh, on the road in Fargo on Friday, and that was a 3-1 win over the Bison. And then you know, you, you, you got to think that they're just wiped out. At the, at the, by the time Sunday rolls around, you got to play a very good South Dakota team at home. And you're down, as you said. Bryn Newkirk was out in that game. Um, you know, Jordan Vale kind of played sparingly a little bit, was really effective when she did play. Yep. Ashley yep. Bergerman's been sick and hurt, and she was out that game. So it's... It's just, it's been a, it's a long season and it gets longer when you've got a big road trip against an undefeated team, one of the best teams in the country in the middle of it. But they've still sort of come through this rough stretch okay. Still five and four in conference. Remember, top six make volleyball conference tournament and they're very much in play for a top six seed and a chance to move on and be in Denver in middle of November for the conference tournament for the Summit League. No question. And so, uh, you know, that sets up this week to be a very uh, – um, you know, very difficult match, certainly on Sunday against Denver, uh, yeah. you know, but uh, but going to uh, Oral Roberts on Friday is one of those that, you know, that's the one where you kind of have to circle and try to figure out a, a way to get that one done if we want to get to a top six seed. Yeah, big road swing coming up this week again, back on the road for Mark Pryor's club before they come back home against Omaha, then, <laughs> then another big week at South Dakota State home against Western Illinois, home against Purdue Fort Wayne. Now we're kind of even getting into November. There's a bye week in there too there where they is. only yep. have one game, but yep. that's kind of the rest of their regular season stretch. So it's no rest for the weary, of course. No, not but, at all. But that's kind of the nature of that sport really this time of it year. It is. And, you know, we've 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 pounded it pretty good on our, our previous pods is that, you know, it, it's a young team. It's getting experience. And, and, and this is what happens. This is kind of the journey that, you know, you, you, you can be try to be as mentally prepared for it as you can, but you actually have to go through it so that physically you kind of figure out that grind. And so, uh, um, you know, optimistic to see where that program goes. Yeah. So that was kind of the the Friday night, Sunday combination, Saturday morning before we had football, Yep, we had a little uh, little cross-country meet here in Yeah, Santa. and so Dick Clay's last uh, last cross-country meet, uh, and, you know, we, we you know, that that's, that's sad on one end, and what was even sadder is him saying that it was the most difficult uh, weather conditions he's ever had in his yeah. 34 years. And I, I said, that, that's got to be hyperbole, no? And he says, no, <laughs> no, no, that was not. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, that was... Uh, uh, you know, good good thing on Friday we actually got some pretty decent weather. Yeah, yeah, that and, and that so helps. Yeah. That helped, and so uh, so again, yep, came out and I uh, thought it ran decently. And uh, I think you know it's funny. I you know some of these sports you're trying to you know figure things out. Sometimes you're kind of in taper mode. Sometimes you're trying to you're gearing up, and so sometimes you're not letting letting everything rip, so yeah. to speak. And so uh, yeah, some decent performances had some PRs, and so uh, so Dick was it was I think uh, was good with it, but uh, all. Uh, 
all aiming towards uh, the championship. Yeah, final meets for the team before the Summit League Championship coming up. Uh, you talk about, again, tough, tough conditions, but seven runners on the men's side, ran new personal best 8K times, six runners on the women's side, set new PRs. So, you know, you talk about a young team that's gearing up towards the, the most important point in the season. You know, women finished runner-up, men were fifth in, in the team standings, but a good way to sort of finish out your regular season, at least on a high note here at home in the cold. No doubt. And, and as you mentioned last week, some pretty good photo ops running outside with the snow in the background. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure it was all uphill too. <laughs> Always is, right? isn't it? Oh, man. So that sort of started Saturday, and then that the, the day really hit a crescendo at 1 o'clock with the football game, and crescendoed really for the next three hours. North Dakota football playing Montana, a big game, rivalry game, Montana nationally ranked team. And in the first five minutes of the football game, UND had forced three turnovers, was up 21 nothing, and just the whole place – I think there was a mix of kind of shock that, you, that it had been. Not not that UND fans didn't expect to come out and be successful in this game, but to be so dominant and to really grab the game by the stuff of the neck and almost put the game out of reach before the first quarter really had even gotten started. It was such an impressive open to that football game against a very good Grizzly team. Yeah, it was uh, it, what was even, I guess, as impressive as that was, equally impressive is the kind of keeping the gas pedal down. Yes, and getting to halftime up 34. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, at that point now you're you're really kind of managing the game. Yeah. I mean, I you know, again, you're just you're completely managing, you know, what you want to do uh, the rest of that particular game and even toward the end um, of the game being able to get some others in there for some valuable game day reps. Yeah. I mean, those are invaluable. You know, I, I, I saw Coach Schweigert at the end of the game and he just said, you know, to be able to get a few of the, our guys in that, that, you know, that, that you'll never ever get that um, uh, on many weeks. I yeah. mean, it just doesn't happen that way. And I thought we did a, uh, one heck of a job. I was up in the uh, press box toward the end of the game and I hadn't realized this, that uh, Montana hadn't been shut out since 1988. Mm. So it had been 30 years. And it was so. it was looking like it was going to happen there until late in the fourth quarter. We had some, yeah, as you mentioned, a lot of young kids out there on the field playing defense. Montana had most of their ones out there, yeah. and they were still trying to get back in the game. A couple late scores. And and I never worry about that. I mean, no, every every not. team no, has no, no, to do their yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. And I and I and to me, if I'm them, I'm probably figuring out right for the next week. Yeah, they're figuring and, and they're going into a bye this week. Yeah. and so you yeah. know, probably not the greatest week to go into a bye for them uh, after what transpired the last two weeks. But my guess is they're trying to get something kind of clicking for the, for two weeks from now when they play UC Davis. That's right, which becomes a huge game. Davis with a big win for them over Idaho State in yes. overtime. A wild comeback in that game. Uh, for, for football, and you talk about the bye, you could see freshness. North Dakota, yes, took advantage of that off week, did it right, got the guys healthy, ready to go, and they were the end of again, Montana playing you know their seventh game in a row without a break. Not that that made a huge difference nope. perhaps in this nope. game, but you could tell North Dakota did what they needed to do with their open week last week and came out and, and really and then ended up, like you said, because they were able to rest most of their starters really from middle point of the third quarter, you kind of get another like little mini break. You don't have to grind out a game with That's all your right. guys going through that comes down to the wire. And that will pay dividends as the season moves on, you got to think. It will. And and now so each game gets, you know, that it bigger and bigger as we go. And yeah. so uh, this week uh, it will be interesting late start for us here uh, in our time zone. So 6 o'clock kick Pacific, 8 o'clock Central. And, um, yeah. 
high. I haven't looked at the weather, but it's usually pretty nice in October. I would assume. It'll probably be, be yeah. 70, 75 degrees, probably yeah. by kick. And, Just like uh, playing indoors. Oh, the, the, <laughs> our guys will love it, I'm sure. So, And I'm sure it'll be uh, interesting for Nate as well. Yeah, a little, little uh, reunion game for Nate Ketteringham. It goes back to the team that he started yeah. 16 games for as a freshman and sophomore. and. So that'll be unique. That'll be a storyline that we'll cover this weekend day by day, which we're looking forward to, to getting into. But um, yeah, big game. Sac State, a team that beat North Dakota, of course, last year at home with a backup quarterback. It looks like maybe they will have a backup quarterback in there again this, this coming weekend after their starter got knocked out early in that game. A tough loss for them against Southern Utah, a, a Southern Utah team who won the conference, of course, last yep. year and was winless up until that game this year. But I, you know, I don't get the sense, obviously. Bubba Schweigert. A, they never underestimate every anybody, and I think they know firsthand how good this Sac State team really is. They saw it firsthand last year, so despite the fact their record's not great, I think they'll be yeah. very, very much aware that this is a game they need to be full strength at. Sac was 7-4 and four last year, and I thought one of those teams that was on the bubble for the FCS playoffs yeah. that had a shot to, to make it. And, uh, yeah, I you know, at, at this, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with 60, 63 scholarships, sometimes – you know, a, a player hurt here and there, I'll tell you what, can alter your season uh, tremendously. And so uh, so I think they're kind of grinding through some things at this point. But we've got to go do our thing and yeah. uh, and go figure out a way to uh, go to SAC and try to be one point better. And then uh, and then we would, uh, you know, get a, a pretty salty Weber team that, yeah. uh, you know, who knows, they had a, one heck of a year. They had their best season ever in yeah. their history uh, last year and really, really should have beaten James should Madison. Should have beaten James Madison in the I mean, they, they, they yeah. found a way, in a sense, I hate to say it, but they found a way to lose the game I mean, Ugh, I, yeah it was one of those last minute two minute deals where one team has to make all the right plays and the other team has to allow you to make all the right plays and it just happened that way and i, I felt for them uh, because I, I thought they were the better team last year yeah yeah it felt that way again a james madison team that was at the time i mean on a, a big time role in the country one of the top day in north Dakota state one a one b in the nation and and Weber had them not even on the ropes, had them over. I mean, they had them down on the canvas in that quarterfinal game. And uh, James Madison ended up winning that game in overtime, of course, to move on to the yep. national title game eventually. But that's a Weber team now, as you said, comes in on the back of a 14-6 win over Eastern Washington, the first team really all year that's been able to hold down a very prolific Eastern Washington team. And granted, Gage Gubrud is, is injured, and it wasn't quite mm -hmm. you know Eastern Washington's fastball this past weekend. But... Uh, certainly North Dakota knows how good that team is. And again, that's two weeks out. We'll talk more about that next week. But that's kind of the road ahead now. Sac State on the road, Weber at home. You mix in an Idaho road trip after that, mm -hmm. home against Portland State, and then on the road against Northern Arizona. That's the road to the playoffs. And there still is one. You can kind of still lose one along that stretch if you if, if, if something goofy happens and be 8-3 and three and still make it. But but they would love to run the table and go 9-2 yeah. and, and not leave any doubt. That's been the motto the last couple of years, well, just get in. And I think that's what you have to do. I mean, I think every team is doing the same thing. That, yeah. that is in that 4-2, and 5-2 and two range. I, you know, you only have got one each week, and so that's the one you've got to try to figure out and get done. And so, uh, uh, you know, I, I think we'll be, we'll be ready. And I know our, our guys will probably enjoy the uh, – Probably the weather would be my guess would be awesome to be able to play in that this week. So uh, so it should be a good trip and should uh, should hopefully knock on wood. Hopefully we uh, we play as well as we did this past weekend. Yeah, certainly looking forward to that game again. As you said, eight o'clock Central Time start, and mm -hmm. we'll have that game live on Midco SN. So if you if you didn't if you didn't make the trip. 
to the capital of California or aren't planning on doing so, no need to pull up your computer. We'll have that thing live on MidCoSN this weekend. So excited to bring you But that you might game. be at the Ralph, though, that night. Yes, that's also true. So set your DVR because hockey's at home this weekend. Minnesota State Mankato, a really big series now against the reigning WCHA champions that swept Boston University this weekend. Uh, North Dakota hockey got things going on Friday night in Bemidji, a home-and-home -home series with the Beavers. A uh, tough way to start the season. Again, a very defense-minded Beaver team that just kind of put the clamps on and held UND to just two goals all weekends and ended up with a, a tie and a, and a win from the Bemidji State perspective. What did you make of hockey this weekend, Bill? You know, I, it, certainly as you go through it, it it's much like uh, almost football as well. You've got these weekend series that you get to kind of regroup. Yeah. You take a deep breath and you figure out what you need to work on. And I think our guys, I, you know, you just – I saw them, you know, post-game on Saturday, and it's just a level of frustration yeah. on just not being able to really set, set things up. And, uh, and I think, you know, but that's going to come over the course of time. I, I, I just I, – you know, again, you'd love to just come out on fire, right, and, mm -hmm. and, and score nine goals each game. I mean, that would have been awesome. But, you know, that's just what we've got. And, you know, we've got to just continue to get better on that, that end of the ice. And then uh, – but I thought defensively we played very well. I thought we played well in the net. Um, obviously played, played two different uh, uh, starters, two different goalies both games, and they played well. And so, yeah. so all that so – a lot – there's positives. Um, but, yeah, now we go into this week weekend and we've got our work cut out for us obviously they're they're a pretty good outfit they beat BU twice and I saw a future opponent as well Wisconsin beat Boston College twice did, yes. and so so you know in some weird ways those are probably in a sense good I mean in a way I yeah, mean oh, if, for you, sure. if you want to look at it from that perspective yeah. right and so uh, um, so it, it's all in front of us I mean yeah. our, our guys will work hard and you know they'll figure it out and I, I think with some some new faces we've got a number of new faces they've got to mix and match and figure out yeah. what makes sense and, and get to get to the point where they feel comfortable with who's playing with who yeah finding chemistry is, is I, don't you think it takes time and we spoke with Bradbury this morning over at the Ralph and he was talking about how like even though they've had for he's, you know, I asked him about basically the same thing. Hey, it takes some time for these guys to figure out, you know, where their teammates are going to be. You have that just connection where you know I can put a pass here. I know what my teammate's going to do, my linemate's going to do. And I said, that's going to take time. And he, and he kind of pushed back a little bit. He's like, well, we've had four weeks with these guys. Like, they should be able to kind of figure it out and hit the ground running. But at the same time, there's a reality there where if you're playing with – I know a, tr a true freshman that's just been playing juniors for the last couple of seasons, and you don't know their tendencies yet. That's it, right. It, it takes a little bit. It takes a little bit. It takes a little bit. And, you know, and I, I'd say much like what we talk about sometimes when we talk, uh, you know, on the B side with the soccer, you know, your your set pieces or your specialty units, that's where obviously you want to make yeah. sure you're, you're getting some things done. So so obviously our power play, um, you know, if we can get that thing cranked up a little bit, um, obviously that will, that will help as well. So all that to be said, I, I've got uh, utmost confidence in our coaching staff and our, our, our guys and you know they'll 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 get it rolling yeah I think that's that's what the team is too uh, one more anecdote from this morning on our trip to the Ralph uh, if you're curious if the guys are working hard majority of the team was coming off the ice and we were getting there this morning at whatever yeah. time nine o'clock like guys are over there putting the work in a number of the young guys too it was a lot of freshmen and sophomores that were out there just trying to get things figured out in advance of a really big series so they're putting the work in it's it's one of those things it'll it'll click and, and when it and when it does oh, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna want to be in the seats to see it because it's gonna be fun to it's watch when fun, it happens no for doubt. sure uh, but we kind of touched on Really, the weekend wrap now from all those different programs. We touched on the week ahead. We looked at FCS football. Was there anything else, by the way, I should ask? 
We hit on the UC Davis win in overtime over Idaho State. We touched on Eastern Washington falling to Weber State. Any other big score around the Big Sky or around the FCS that stood out to you this weekend, Bill? You know, I, I thought uh, Wofford lost this weekend, mm -hmm. I, and they were a top ten team. And I, you know, they 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 were losing uh, right from jump, and so uh, I, interesting loss there. Uh, yeah, I you know Weber did a good job. I I I, I was tracking a bit there. I knew that they uh, Eastern's got a, their um, redshirt sophomore quarterback that started and that was his probably his first really big road game i know he played here in grand forks mm -hmm. last year um but that was one nationally ranked team and and you know it's just one of those it was one of those games and just uh um but you know i, I think the, both those teams would be pretty good yeah the idaho state one i you know what i they they can score yeah they can score and so uh, uc davis I, I thought that was probably a pretty pretty decent game as well yeah, UC Davis, a, a big win for them. I think yeah, they trailed by 20 in that contest, yeah, had to fight their way back. It was 44-37 was the final. Davis now 5-1, 3-0 in conference. The lone unbeaten in Big Sky Conference play are the yeah. Aggies from UC Davis. So, And a team that North Dakota does not play this year. Nope. Quirks, nope. quirks of the schedule. No Eastern Washington, no UC Davis this year, but uh, still plenty of tough teams left That's right. on the ledger. So That's right. Um, well, as you look around, we talked about hockey a moment ago and trying to make sure you're there for the games when it happens. A big game that will be coming up a long time away from now in the middle of March. But the West Regional is, is a, an event that is always a big deal every year. North Dakota hosting again, this time in Fargo. Talk to me about tickets, Bill. How yeah, can people so, get hooked so, up with this? so Shields Arena will be hosting uh, March 29 and 30. So if you go to ndchampionsclub.com, so that's our Champions Club website, you'll get some uh, information on there. And it's all based on how many tickets are left in the arena, how many have to be left for each team. Uh, and there's going to be it'll be done on a priority uh, basis, and so those tickets will start on Wednesday to priorities number zero to a hundred, and then it goes Thursday and Friday. And so, long story short, go to the website <laughs> <laughs> ndchampionsclub.com, and that, that you'll get more information there. But it does start on Wednesday, so I want to make sure everyone's tracking on that. Yeah, if you recall, UND was the host site. Now, the last last couple of years, they yep. were in Sioux Falls. Last year at the Premier Center, they were at Shields two years ago for that classic game against Boston University. Uh, and that play, you know, I've been to a number of hockey games, you know, over the years, but that game against Boston U at the Shields Center, like the atmosphere was unbelievable. And yep. you had 5,000 people all wearing green going crazy as UND made this great comeback in regulation to force overtime and then won, in air quotes, the game in overtime only to have the, the call ruled offside. And and then, of course, BU ended up winning the game eventually. But it was just, uh, I mean, that was a special game to be at even though it was in defeat. So, again, if you are a fan of this program, and if you're listening to this, yeah, yeah, you probably are, get online. Yep. Go go take a look into these tickets because if UND makes the tournament, they will be at Fargo in this West Regional. That's no doubt. And again, a reminder, this is really for Champions, Champions Club, Club mem members, yep, members sure. only at a priority level. And again, we would love everyone to be a Champions Club member. That's my little pitch there for sure. <laughs> but then, you know, these are the things that uh, when you're at a certain priority gives you the advantage to purchase on a certain time frame versus, say, somebody else that's maybe not in your band, if you will. There you go. So Champions Club, NDChampionsClub.com. Looking to be in a member. Get a ticket if you are. Do it all. Do it all. Do all those things. <laughs> uh, as we look ahead, you know, we're talking so much about fall sports. Hockey, of course, the umbrella sport that just kind of encompasses everything. Basketball, not that far away. And other other winter sports coming up. And we're going to be in Sioux Falls this coming week to talk Summit League. Summit League hoops, but also Summit League in general. Summit League meetings on the way this next Monday, Tuesday, Bill. Yeah, so the pod 
next week we're actually going to take a, a rare uh, rare week where we'll uh, record on a Wednesday and uh, have it up hopefully on a Thursday. But you're going to be down there as well because there's some yeah. media, media um, I guess, avails of the coaches, right? Both on the yeah. men's and the women's side. Correct. And, and even a little more than that, Midco Ascent is doing a five-hour live special from Summit League Basketball Media Days next Monday from 9 a.m. to 2. And we'll re-air that from, I believe, 5 to 10 that night. And North, North Dakota is kind of in the middle, so we'll have a chance to sit down with Brian Jones, I know Bill's, Bill and David are both giving me eyes. Like, are you sure? But that's that's what we're doing. As crazy as that sounds to be live for five hours, but we're going to do it. We're going to talk with every coach. So, hey, so if you're a North Dakota fan and you love basketball, but you're not that familiar with the teams UND is going to be playing this coming season and in the years ahead, and you want to get a little intel before the season gets going, tune in because you're going to get to know all about the Oral Roberts and the Western Illinois and the, 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 whole, the whole crew. We're going to be sitting down with all those coaches for – Five straight hours on Monday morning into Monday afternoon. Well, that gives you uh, it gives you some uh, information you can use down the road as well, yes. which would be great. Um, yes. In uh, so we'll have the coaches coming in on Sunday, and we're going to have some conversations, even about from a scheduling standpoint. Where do we sure. go from here? You know, nine teams now. Mm-hmm. I, I even you know, I was funny. I had a, a meeting this morning with uh, Coach Pryor, kind of my just my monthly check-in meeting with him, and uh, you know, with nine teams, it's just funny. Right. It just it makes for a tough schedule. And, you know, I think our fan base got so used to that Thursday, Saturday. And, you know, I think maybe even our staff got used to the Thursday, Saturday. And and it was really something you could kind of get your arms around. And if I bring anything to the table, I I doubt the Summit League listens to my podcast. But um, (laughs) but the reality of it is that's at least what I'm going to try to bring to the table is that, you know, that consistency is so huge. Ryan Powell, if if you're listening. Here you go. This is pass that along. To well, just know I'm going to say it. There so, you go. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not a shrinking violet in there, so <laughs> it, won't, it won't be an issue. I, I will yeah. say it. But, but I, and again, I think it's, it's, it's tricky when you have odd teams, right? It so is, you, have to, you have to make decisions at that point. Do you have a lone wolf? And then do you have um, travel partners yeah. with the other eight schools? Or do you, you know, find a way down the road at some point? Maybe there's conversation of maybe evening things out. I don't know. I'm here. I haven't been here long enough. This is like my first meeting as an actual member, right? So uh, I went in the spring, but technically it wasn't July 1st at that point. (laughs) (laughs) You were were rogue. You were in a rogue agent there showing up in the middle of the I knew I couldn't speak all that much. There you go. Well, now you've got license to. They can give you the talking rock. Yes. And you can speak your minds and... Yeah, try and get, because that's, you know, obviously we've been, uh, Midco, the Midco we have been a part of the Summit League now for whatever, seven, eight years, Mm -hmm. and have kind of gotten used to how things are, where it is, the men are playing in Fort Wayne on a Tuesday, the women are playing in Macomb on a Wednesday, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes you're playing a home game. Well, they're, they're just, it, things just never really make sense when you have an odd number of teams. And I think, yeah, our fans, I think we'll have a tough time maybe just sort of getting used to that. But hopefully they don't have to get used to it for long. Hopefully we can get either to an even number or figure out a way yeah. to solve that problem. That's at least the conversations, you know. And, yeah. and, and even, you know, and again, I, I think everyone has their own thoughts about a lot of different things. You know, even, you know, I think yesterday a Sunday match is tough yeah. for a, a number of folks. And it just, uh, it sometimes, you know, it feels like from a collegiate standpoint, Saturday, kind of like the end of the week to Saturday is your days. And then like maybe a Sunday's more for professional sports, sure. if you will. And it's just, uh, I don't know. We'll have to think that through. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I th- it, 
it's one of those things trying to put the student athletes first trying to find ways to make sure they get that time where it's not kind of an everyday a week thing that That's you have right. to, and then at the same time thinking about your fan base too and having them be able to be you know aware of what's going on without having to kind of double check and triple check the calendar to see okay who's playing who this weekend and when when are home games no and what's doubt. going on and I think just to simplify that in an age of, you know, busyness and everything is crazy, you know, those things help. And well, and like you said, I think you mentioned it, Alex, it's fair, it, this is fair too. Sometimes it's just a little odd sometimes when you have kind of that split weekend where you have yeah. one at home and one on the road. And mm-hmm. it just feels like if you're on the road, you're on the road. Yeah. And if you're at home, you're at home. And, and so, yeah. um, I don't know. So all that, those are some of the things we'll be discussing as we, uh, as we go to uh, Sioux Falls uh, on Sunday through Tuesday. So again, we'll be potting on Wednesday. Yeah, good stuff there. Look forward to hearing a full recap of how the conversation goes and um, should be should be fun. Again, Sioux Falls now the new home of the Summit League. It had been in Indianapolis. Now it's been moved yes. to Sioux Falls, so back in the Dakotas. Uh, and that's a good thing, I think, for North Dakota. Again, you've kind of got not the ear of the commissioner or whatever when you're a little bit closer, but you're right, you know, you're just a couple hours away. That's right. So a nice, nice boost for the Dakota schools. Um, from your standpoint, You've had a chance to chat with these coaches who are now kind of transitioning from a different conference into a new one. What, what do you think the, the uh, early returns are or the kind of the early impressions are from our coaches about this transition and how have things gone so far for the ones that at least are in season right yeah, now? Yeah, no, I, I think they're, uh, they're excited about it. They like, obviously, the, the geographical uh, – you know, the region, uh, you know, playing and, and, and the ability to get to, to games and then ultimately uh, having even sometimes your fan base or and or parents or family be able to get to your away games, yeah. which is great. So so those are, uh, you know, great. I, I, I don't know. I think once you get into it, you're, you're just in it. And you're grinding through the schedule and all right, what's next? What's yeah. this week? Okay, who's our next opponent? This is what we have to do. We have a, you know, so I think there'll be kind of a decompression at the end of the year. But I think good. I think the reviews are really, really good. Obviously, very, very positive. We're excited about, you know, geographically being where I think we fit. Yeah, I know it's it's been fun for us. I mean, from a television standpoint, it is great that we can bring back more road games. You have, there, there's, you know, it always used to be that, you'd have the Dakota schools and then you'd have North Dakota kind of doing their own thing. And That's it's great right. that they're not in that bunch anymore. They're, no. they're kind of with the rest of the core and that, that just, I think, you know, it helps kind of bring everybody back together. And we talked about this a There's lot. A synergy. It's, it's a good a thing. Yeah, it's a good it. thing yep, for no sure. Question. Um, speaking of good things, we got we to give a shout out to Mitch Wigness and his wife, Alyssa. Big, exciting news. Again, this is Monday morning. We're taping this earlier this morning in the wee hours. A new uh, athletics I, baby has arrived. I, I believe a healthy baby girl. I think that's where we're at. So uh, congratulations to Alyssa and Mitch. And, uh, you know, those are always exciting times for sure. The, the be- As I say to our student athletes, that would be about the only time it's really, really acceptable to get a phone call after midnight. <laughs> that's really between midnight and six, yeah. right? Those six hours, that's that's an awesome time uh, to get that. So congratulations. Yeah, very good stuff. Mitch, of course, the SID for football this year, women's basketball, longtime voice of women's basketball mm-hmm. on the radio and does great stuff with volleyball, doing television broadcast. Does, Mitch does a lot of different things, wears a lot of different hats here. And uh, now he has a, a little child to put hats on. So there we yes, go. Yes, that's how it all works. <laughs> no, very cool for them. So Alec Johnson now stepping up. We were just having a conversation this morning because Mitch is, has a child now, to, you know, a new baby in, in his life. He's not going to be making the trip to SAC uh, for the football game this weekend. So Alec has taken over those duties, and it's fun to – Alec now just texting us, trying to get caught up on everything. It's just amazing when someone, you know, when you have to – change the way that you do things for a week and people kind of have to pick up different responsibilities. There are just so many things, just to impress upon our listeners, there are so many things people in this department do 
And it's just, it's incredible how they keep everything straight. And what always is impressive to me is when things like this, big things, family things, babies, marriages, etc., when these things come up, other people step up and can figure out those responsibilities on the fly and allow the rest of this group who are so busy to be able to enjoy something so special like a new baby. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, and here's what I'll say about Alec is Alec even had time enough to just still uh, give me a little bit of a uh, ribbing about David Price this morning. So, so there's that. So, so, you know, I mean, he, he must still have more bandwidth. Oh, That's man. I mean, because he could have substituted that. Yeah, he could, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Hey, I everything in due time, right? We, yeah. we they, they're they're uh, the Red Sox finally got a win for David Price, not for him particularly, not, not but for but, him for a start. Yes. So yeah. So you know, it's a it's kind of a crawl, walk, run situation. Exactly. Well, it feels like we're drifting toward the let's B side. Go. Let's just flip it over. Let's just let's just do it. Let's go. Red Sox, Bill. Whew. When we spoke last week. The conversation revolved a lot about I, <laughs> how pained you were about this whole thing, about Sox-Yanks, and it was, it was 1-1 at the time. There was a lot of concern last Monday, and here we are a week later. Hey, it's 1-1 again, but it's in the ALCS. Red Sox went back to Yankee Stadium, took care of business last week. Big, big first postseason series win since the World Series win, I believe, back in 2013, I think, Isn't for the Sox. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. They've been to the postseason a couple times, but really struggled to win games and and here we are now, tied with the uh, defending champs. Uh, how are you? Fe- how are you feeling, Bill? Yeah, Let's I, there. Well, I'll be interested to see how you're feeling. But I, the, uh, <laughs> I, good, good, actually. It, yeah. You know, I, I, you win 108 games, and and I think some of that was a little inflated because for whatever reason, for this year, there were some teams that were really, really good. Yeah. And then I thought there were some teams that just really struggled. Certainly early, obviously the Orioles and poor Bubba, right? I mean, yeah. I, they were they were just historically not good. Um, so. Um, you didn't want to make the playoffs, win 108, and lose to the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, that was not going to be the recipe. So now you go play Houston. Houston's good. Yeah. And, and Houston's got this – they said it yesterday, too, kind of still playing like they haven't won yet. Yeah, which is unique. You don't doesn't see that it, a lot with World Series that champs. Way? Yeah, that was, that was the mention. Yeah, Brian Anderson mentioned that on the podcast, that they've had a chip on their shoulder all season. Didn't feel like they got the respect they deserved, even though they won the title last year. Yeah, but they're young and they're scrappy. And I think they, this is a classic case of a team that was so bad for so long and then just invested in their youth. And we've talked about this a lot on, on soccer terms as well. Mm-hmm. This guy, this, this group of guys have all kind of grown up together. And then you bring in a guy like Verlander and Garrett Cole and things like that. And now you've kind of got this juggernaut team, but they don't feel like they're a no. juggernaut in that sense. Yep. Because they don't feel like they're a national brand yet. Well, I think going into this series, it was they were um – Oh, they were saddened by the fact that they weren't in uh, prime time mm. during the uh, first, you know, division series. Now it is Red Sox Yankees. I think the networks are going to make uh, a choice. Uh, let, let's just say eleven out of ten times yeah. uh, of who's going to be on. But uh, you know, but that was just a nice little way to to get another chip on their shoulder. But <laughs> yeah, last night was huge. I mean, you yeah. had to win, try to f- figure out and win a game. And you know, you can go to Houston. They, hey, the one thing I know about the Red Sox, I, they can win on the road. Yeah. I mean, that's not an issue. But you know, it'll be it'll be be what it'll be and I, I think they can beat this team I really yeah. really do but they needed to get last night they did and uh, we'll see what happens I you know you, I, I I would assume if you're a Red Sox fan you're worried about sale yeah. aside from his stomach ailment that, that mm-hmm. has put him in the hospital and I don't know what that is and I'm sure they're concerned and he probably is in there with IVs and all that yeah. stuff but um, I, I don't know I, I, I worry about his shoulder I do spent two stints on the DL over the course of the season with inflammation uh, has pitched 
well, but not like the way that we are used to seeing. Chris Sale was pitching low 90s in game one against Houston. They brought him out of the bullpen kind of sort of just to shut the door on the Yankees in game four in that uh, ALDS series, which was kind of an interesting move, I guess, by Alex Cora. I know he's kind of done that. He's sort of pitched. He's pitched Porcello now twice out of the bullpen when he's been a starter coming up. But yeah, I think there's probably some concern there because you sort of need him to be Chris Sale if you want to beat a team like Houston. And then if you if you do so, if you, if you want to win a World Series against LA or Milwaukee, you're going to need your number one to be like that. Or you're gonna, or you're going to need to have David Price pitch like he did back in like 2007. I mean, yep. like there's going to have to be that type of a not 2007, I guess 2011, maybe 2012. He was probably a little young in 2007, but it's uh, it's really imperative that he's okay, um, yeah. or or this will be a really tough series to win. It it will be, but I you know um, yeah I don't know why they they brought him out of the pen and then started him again. I I, I well. I don't know. I, I, I just worry that there's something in that shoulder. Yeah. That's all. I mean, because I think his first pitch, I mean, it was, you know, I was talking to one of my buds yesterday, and he just said, you know, obviously all eyes on, on Chris Sale's first pitch, and his first pitch was out of the zone at about 90 or 91, and it's like that's not probably great. Yeah. I mean, and so we've seen the, the, the nasty uh, Chris Sale, and so, uh, yeah, I'm worried about that for sure. And so, uh, you know, even if they kept him, you know, in Boston at this point in time and started him in game six, I, you know, if that's what you have to do, that's yeah. might, maybe what you have to do. And Give him a little more time. And if yeah. you have to start Rodriguez, you start Rodriguez. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, you just do it. So uh, I'd rather have a healthy guy out there. Yeah, for sure. And it helps, the, you know, the offense came to life a little bit last night. A little bit. And that, you know, those are good things. Obviously, they had scored 16 runs against the Yankees in Game yep. Three in the ALDS, so they, they've kind of they've got it in them to be able to win these games if it ends up being a more of a shootout. So we'll, we'll see how things go. Houston again, a tough place to go play, but you know, I think personally, right now, like we talked about, this team has been so much fun to watch. It oh. was it was fun to watch them last night. Hopefully, you don't feel pain as you're watching these guys play the next. Okay, I don't. Good. I, good. I, we got, I, we got I, that I, out of the, the way. The, We've the, moved pain, on. the pain would have been gone. Uh, the pain was subsided after the fourth game. <laughs> the Yankees. It was good. But I, you know, I, I, and I was happy for Jackie Bradley last night. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, the poor guy. I, you know, he's such a good defensive player. But you know, every once in a while, he can, you know, come up with a with a big hit, and that was huge last night. Yeah, huge. It sure. was kind of a trick shot. I you mean, know, I've, n- I've never seen that happen, you know, in my, uh, let's just say, 46 years of watching the Red Sox. Yeah. I, they kind of just kind of just clearly went onto the, the, the left side of the, the, the wall there. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, well, they all count the same. They all big, count the big same. Big three RBI hit there for JBJ. So, yeah, good, good for them. So, anyway, uh, Sox 1-1, looking okay here on a Monday morning. Uh, your Steelers, by the way, looking okay after a big last-second touchdown, Antonio Brown in a walk-off over Cincinnati yesterday. Ever Crazy since, stuff. ever since the first game of the year, I've been rooting for a tie. So uh, <laughs> you know, I just want to get the second tie. There I mean, go. if we can get a second tie, then I think we're in great shape. Yeah. I mean, uh, but yeah, we we listen to me. We we uh, we got that one done, which is good. Yeah. And uh, you know that that one they've had Cincinnati's number for yeah. whatever reason. It's and, like seven straight, something oh, like that. And they would have put they they really would have been distance if Cincinnati could have won a home game right I mean that's what it is so yeah the Steelers had a weird year they're 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 winning on the road they're losing at home they're just who knows and Pat's had a big win that kind of tightens the AFC back up a little bit Mm -hmm. and so uh, I don't know the AFC feels very wide open right now yeah well I mean Jacksonville play you know gets absolutely blasted Blasted. by Dallas they look they look like a mess but, Baltimore but they, looks good. Baltimore just shut out Tennessee, which was weird. All a lot, a lot of these teams are really Jekyll and Hyde. It's, I, I mean, it really feels that way. And now again, injuries make a difference. And sometimes you're healthy two weeks ago, and now you got a bunch of guys banged up, and it's not the same team. But 
week in, week out. The only team that's been consistently good, really, has been Kansas City on the AFC side, who yep. played well in defeat last night, obviously. Couldn't, couldn't, points, couldn't yeah. stop Tommy and the boys, but that's, no. you know, but still scored enough points to win yep. the game. And, and the Rams, who have sort of eked out games the last couple of weeks in the NFC, but those two have really the only been the only two teams that feel like they're kind of better than everybody else week in, week out. Everybody else is just kind of. The you team, never know what you're going to get. The team in the AFC that you always kind of wonder, are they finally ever going to make a run of the Chargers? You know, you always yeah. wonder, is that the team that finally will make a run? I don't know. I mean, they went to Cleveland and handed it to them yesterday. Yeah. And so, you know, who knows? I, I think they're pretty good. I, but you know what? It comes right back down to, like you always do, you either try to get one of the top two seeds, right, so that you can't lose the first weekend, yep. and or I, I, I would rather be – I'd rather play the first weekend, preferably at home, if you're healthy. Yeah, true. And, and if you're healthy, then, you know, you can make a roll. You can make a run through. You really can. Look what Jacksonville did, right? No, exactly. You yeah, can do so it. It's every week, you just never know what you're going to get. Yesterday was the first day that I didn't really watch, other than the Pats game, I didn't watch really any NFL because we were doing that soccer broadcast and I hadn't really seen my family for a couple of days. So it was nice just to sort of do some hanging out with them. But it was funny to sort of look at scores at the end of the day. And there were so many like, wait, what? It's crazy. What? It's crazy. <laughs> what? So uh, it's it's the NFL. It's it, every week. It's a, it's an interesting league. It's the, the yeah. one thing you have to always remember again on all these too. I try to mention that to my son. These are professional athletes that are getting okay. paid unbelievably good money because they're very good at very what, good they, what do. they do, and That's they're just really good. And so who knows? But um, last thing I'll give you on the B side because yeah, we got no do. we got no EPL. We don't international break again. Another. I have no idea what they're doing. Uh, they're doing something. <laughs> I don't know if the games really mean anything yeah. or not. We we some can do, say that they don't, don't, but yeah, yeah but, yep. but Nations but, League, yeah, blah 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 blah. blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. yeah, however it goes, I just wish England plays today. Spain, I guess. Yes, there just you go. so Good there's test. that. Yep. I guess, but I know I know <laughs> some of my guys have to play, which I really don't want them to play. Right. Because so yeah. now I see Harry Winks is on the team too. So we got more guys. I'm de- that's very frustrating. <laughs> that's what I'll say. Very frustrating. Bill's upset with Gareth Southgate. That's just, I am. Yeah, I mean, why don't you just put them all on there? You know, and just play them 90 plus. There you go. Just so we lose to West Ham this weekend. So um, I, I lost my train of thought. Where were we You had one big thing for me before you were going to go. We were talking about NFL stuff, professional athletes. We wrapped that up. International break. That was sort of the aside. Got it. Here we so go. heading on Thursday to uh, see the Winnipeg Jets play. Hey. But Brock Besser will be playing. Very nice. Good timing. Yeah, so that'll be really good to see Brock play. And I think, I haven't really checked. I know he scored his first goal, I think, when they were down in Tampa, in Tampa the other yep, night. Scored against Tampa Is that Bay. correct? Yep, correct, yes. Gotcha. So uh, has he been off to – how have they even started? Do you, do you know, know, that's much? a great question. Very early. I mean, the season just started – what two week, week and a half ago yeah. or so? Um, I, the, the NBA starts this week. They start sure. this week. Yep. So yep. those those leagues are just kind of getting going. I know that Vancouver this season is not technically supposed to be very good, but you never know. I mean, they're a young team that has a lot of young, talented guys. Besser, of course, being one of them. They should. Sedin's be, retired. They right? did. So they've lost a little bit of that veteran leadership, which always is is difficult to replace. But you know, for for UND fans, I mean, Troy Stetcher, who was a great defenseman for this team when they won a national title back in 2016, and Brock Besser, of course, who was should have been the rookie of the year if he would have been able to stay healthy, if not for that back injury at the end of the season. They're obviously both Vancouver guys, and it's sort of become a fun team to watch because you've got guys that you've got some familiarity with. And as we look at the standings really quick, they've started the season three and two. So that's a good, really for them, that's, that's, a, good. that's a good place to start for sure. 
getting off on the right foot in the, in the Pacific makes a difference. And uh, they'll have a tough test, of course, against a very good Jets team that was a finalist last year in the Western Conference. But no doubt. If you're, if you're a neutral right now and don't have an NHL team, you, you really can't go wrong, really, with either of those teams if you want to support someone. That's, Jets are fun to watch. Obviously, Vancouver, you got a UND connection. No you'll, be, you'll be in for a treat on Thursday night. That's a fun place to go watch a game. That'll be fun. And then the last thing I'll say for folks, if they weren't tracking on it, we'll stay in Winnipeg. If you, if you didn't see Weston Dressler's uh, yeah, uh, uh, touchdown uh, reception this past weekend, pretty cool. Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, he, he's been yeah. in that league for, what, over a decade yes, now. And yeah. he's, he's been a legend there. And mm-hmm. so, uh, so kudos. And I, it's probably not, um, not surprising that they've gone on a little run since he got That's back cool. from uh, injury. Yeah, I saw. He had done an interview last week that I saw where they asked. I think he told the interviewee, "Hey, you know why we're playing so well, right?" And the guy said, "Oh yeah, why?" He's like, "Cause I'm, cause I'm back. We weren't playing well when I was gone, and now that I'm back, here we go." And he was, you know, tongue in cheek about the whole thing. But it's kind of true. It is. He's kind of that team, and it's and he's been that way for a long time. And he's tight with the quarterback, and and Matt, um, I think, has said that number of times that he just makes think he makes all the right plays, and he's never in a bad spot. So uh, he's always where he needs to be, which makes it tough uh, on the opposition or the defense. He was obviously an unbelievable player here in the mid 2000s, and he's just carried he's carried that on, of course, into his professional career. And we'll see how long he keeps going, but he obviously is still playing at a very very high level for the Blue Bombers. So good stuff there. Well. Anything else? Nope, we're good. David, be sure to check out Through These Doors, by the way. First episode aired last week, premieres on Thursday. Be looking for that, of course, as the season rolls along. Season 8, TTD, always good stuff there. Uh, I think that's all we got. Thanks again so much for listening. Busy week coming up. Get out to the Ralph. Get out to the Alaris. Get out to the Betty. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week.